man-to-man. Good to see you again. Fireside discussions here. So we uh, we're I'm gonna stop counting episodes because I'm not gonna remember anything once we get further down the road. I think we're on episode so, twenty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Um, we've been we've been talking. So Dennis Lemire, Mike Makowski, man-to-man. Um, we've been going through like this least manly discussion. I think like we if we could have picked out things topics that we were going to start the podcast with you know like chopping wood getting oil changes done you know would have been like ways to start off man to man right podcast but we didn't we decided to dive into love (laughs) so it's uh it's it's just been interesting it's been it's been a fun conversation but it's like it's started to permeate are the world and, and we've had these discussions going outside of these podcasts that like continue to revolve around this yeah. topic. So um, I don't think it's done yet. I don't think we're uh, finished with it. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's it's crazy. I mean, just just the other day, I was thinking, you know, for for the audience listening, you know, Dennis and I have been talking about this thing called love for. About three weeks now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been consistent and kind of talking to each other about it. And I don't know about you, but have you ever, I mean, have you ever noticed that whatever seems to be filling your mind, you find in your world? Right. You know it's what I mean? the It's the white car syndrome, right? Yeah. Like you buy a white car and suddenly everyone else Everyone's has a got car. a white car, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, it's, it's just the truth. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. But if you are constantly thinking about sickness, you will always find sickness in the world. If right. you constantly think about pain, you're always going to see the pain of the world. Um, if you're a joyful person, you're going to find the joy of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just been so interesting because about three weeks ago, I was telling you, Dennis, I was like, I was like, man, you know, everybody, everybody at Chick-fil-A is grumpy. They're just stupid. I mean, I, I mean, I was just getting overwhelmed with the fact of just crabby people. And, and then I literally began to dream about, I would wake <laughs> up dreaming about Chick-fil-A and working the counter or going, putting the load away. I mean, it was just filling my thoughts right? right but then you interrupted it by saying oh man i got this song yep. that i heard and the, the what was it what was the words of that it's song the one who knows me best is the one who loves me most, most right is the one part of the song yeah and you introduced that to me and said you know I, there's something about that i think we need to talk about you know we need to talk about god's love and how what is that right mm-hmm. and ever since then <laughs> i'm finding Love. I mean, I. I mean, I listen to the music in the bathroom at Chick Fil A all the time. And what do I hear? What do I hear? That Huey Lewis song. You know, yeah. it's the power of love. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't know if you ever heard that song, but it's pretty biblical in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. You know, love's not a. Fe- in fact, I got it on my phone just because the first, uh, the first actual words are the power of love is a curious thing. Make a make a one man weep. Make another man sing. Change the hawk to a little white dove more than a feeling. Right. That's the power of love. I mean, what? Exactly <laughs> what we talked about last week. Exactly. Right? I mean, we were talking about what is it? Is it a feeling? Is it a choice? Is it some combo of the both? Right. Right. And here, here. Huey Lewis, 30 years ago, gave us the answer. <laughs> gave us the answer. <laughs> and so, but, but what that what caught, what caught me about that is that the fact of that, you know, the Bible talks about, in, in Romans 12, 2, it said that, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And this is an example of renewing your mind. It's an example of what is what are you constantly thinking about? Because, because the world around us is constantly communicating whatever we are thinking about. It's, it's going to communicate back to us. Right. And God is constantly communicating to us what we're thinking about. So I would rather choose God's word to be thinking about more often so I can see God throughout our world than thinking about than having all the crap that's going on constantly in my mind and then that's what I'm going to get fed and that's what I'm going to see. And so it, it, it's exactly what renewing your mind is all about. Why? Because the more I renew my mind with God's word, the more I'm going to see God in my life. The more I'm going to see him around my life. The more that's that I'm thinking on that aspect, the more I'm going to find in our world. You'll find whatever you want to find. Right. So, I mean, like what... When you say renewing your mind, right, that yeah. that's like one of these terms to me that, you know, is just very, it's very abstract to me. Like, I don't quite understand what, you know, what, is it, I mean, what does that mean? Like, it, what literally does that mean? It literally means to change the way you think. But so <laughs> I'm told, right, that that's not possible, right? And I shouldn't say, not me, like no one personally told me this, right, but the world or our our society, right, or people around me are constantly saying that's not like well, you don't have a choice in what you think or what you feel or really? or or what you are, right? Like like it's it's you're just born that way. You you can't you can't choose that. Oh, it's not okay. a choice. So if what you're saying is like that's not no. fact. Like no, that, it's not that's just fact. not biblically solid and, and and maybe not functionally solid if we look at historically or right. in practice how right. it actually works right i mean you choose to set your alarm right you don't accidentally do that it, it's Sometimes. not a you know when you choose to wake up you yep. uh, you choose to brush your teeth you don't have to brush your teeth how do you know it's a choice because you can choose not to right so <laughs> You can choose not to think about these things. Oh, yeah. So because you can choose not to, then it's a choice. It's not something that's put on you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you can do that in the, in the coming year. I mean, I don't know if this podcast will go up before the end of the year. No, because it's like two days from now. But, but you know, uh, many, time, many times people make a choice to get fit. Right. And they make a choice to eat differently. And they make a choice. Um, these Your life is filled with choices. Uh, and and you and how do you know that is because so you're doing it all the time. You're doing it all the time. Right. You choose to drive your car. You choose to pay attention to the road. You know, so your life is filled with choices. Otherwise, you know, otherwise we'd be robots and Well we, we you would you, no no nobody would ever change. Nothing would ever change. No. It, everything would you would be what you are. Right. right? Like so so two years ago, right? This is my my backstory a little bit, right? Two years ago we sat in, which is amazing. It's almost been two years, right? We sat in your backyard, yeah. and and I had a choice. Like I, I literally had a choice right in front of me. Like, what direction do I want to go with the way that my life was right. put in front of me? Right. I mean, there are some things that I didn't have a choice about right. that that happened, but how I was going to respond to those, I I, I really had two distinct choices yeah and and what i would what i would venture to say is that 
a lot of the choices that you had set in front of you, you didn't want to make. No. <laughs> like, literally, the harder choice was a lot of times the better. People often like, how do you how do you do that? I don't know. Like, it's... <laughs> I do it because I have to, not because I want to most of the time. Because it is the harder choice. The easier choice would have been to go the other direction and oh, yeah. blow it all off and say, screw it, I'm out. Because what did this that is easy, too hard? I can't what do would it. That, right? What would that easier choice align with in your heart? It would have aligned with the the easy way out, effectively right. the 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 normal. Right. Right. This is what normally people do. Right. This is what I've been taught is the normal way to do it. And what? Would, but what was that based off of? Is based off of Me, hurt? Yeah, hurt and pain and destruction and. And so to feed that, the easier choices. Right. Would feed that. Because that's where you were at in your heart at that point in time. And that's what I would have seen all around me. Yeah. And would have continued to be put in front of me. And you're even encouraged to do. Right. Right. Being told, like, hey, this is what you should do. By professionals. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I know you remember that. Yeah. Like, Christian professionals. Yes. Really? I mean, that, that literally is Christian professionals saying, this is it. This is what this, you need to go down this path of destruction and yeah. hate and death and yeah. follow those follow right. those roots because this is what those. everyone does right. and i just went no i'm i'm not going to do that right. and so what i started to see was different mm-hmm. and and now this is the same kind of thing it feels like is we've been talking about love and trying to explore all of this and it's constantly coming up it's yeah. there's things that continue to be said the, the issue that we talked about a little bit last week, you know, is trying to define that, right? What what does that mean in two different ways? So last week we talked a lot about what that means when it comes to, like, God's love for us, right. which is important. And, you know, and again, you know, Mick might slap my hands because at some point, you know, you have to, you have to embrace that. Right. You have to know Trust that you. before you move forward, right? Like... Well, you can move forward, but you're just not operating out of that. <laughs> yeah. Right. You move forward not successfully, I would say, right. most of the time, right? But you see, so you have to know, you have to have God's love and the understanding of God's love and a good relationship with that before you can move forward or you're not on solid ground. You're no. not operating out of a good base of where you're working out right. of. But once you have that good base and once you understand what you're working out of, Again, my question, which came up last week, is so then how do we apply that? To, because we can't, the way that we interact with God and God interacts with us is not the same way we can interact with other people all the time right. because it's different, right? It's just well, like. We can, but yeah. But not in the same we, There are some things that are similar, right. but not everything. I mean, oh, no. God, you know, like we talked about, like unconditional love between people is a lot harder right. because none of us are God. In the God-person relationship, one of them is God, so it's quite a bit easier to have right. unconditional love. Right. So how do you, like, what do we do, and what is that definition? How does it change, right. or how do we unpack it when it comes to other people? Right. And that's, you know, and yeah, and that's one of the things that we discovered from First John. You know, First John 4, 8 says, just, just what you said a little bit ago, but anyone who does not love does not know God. Right. <laughs> I mean, think about that statement. For God is love. You know, we talked about that, that he is love. Everything he does 
comes from that characteristic, comes from that, because that's who he is. He can't operate away from that, right? And so 1 John 4, 16 says, we but know how much a, God... But that's uh, a... One second on that one. That's a pretty... Like, it's a pretty black and white statement. Oh, yeah. Right? That's... I feel like that's one of those statements where you read that, I mean, like we almost did, right? And then you can kind of fly past it. But that, that means that that really packs a lot of weight. Oh. If you don't have... Read it again. But right? anyone who does not love does not know God. Right. Yeah. Like, it's that's absolute. It's, if you do not love, you don't know God. Right. There is no... Except in these circumstances, circumstances no. or unless you've had this baptism, or you go to that church, or, you're or up you, this way, or you're, yeah, yeah, or you know, or or you were hurt, or mm-hmm. you were right. No, there is no caveat there. Right. It's not if you don't if you don't know love, but it's because you were you know your your mom hugged you too right. much or not enough, right? right. Like. <laughs> There is right. no, there's no caveat there. Right. It's and if you don't know love, you don't know God. God. And that's and that's you know when we talked last. That's time, tough. I know. And when we talked last time, remember and you you know and when Carrie's unconditional love towards me, right? Mm-hmm. I was loving right. in the manner that I was taught, that I saw, that wasn't love whatsoever. That's how I was loving Carrie until I experienced a true love, which was from God. Mm-hmm was what caused me to actually change in my heart was the reality of when you're, when she's sacrificing to love me when I didn't need to be loved at all, something radically shifts. Now I know what God's love is. Right. Now I can operate from that. So there's a lot of people out there right now that don't know God that think they're loving people or loving their wives or loving their spouse. No, they're doing it from what they've been taught or learned, which sometimes isn't bad. Right, yeah. yeah. It isn't, but it's not, from the foundation of the one who loves us the most, the one who knows us best, right. which is God, and that's where so we're, you're missing, we're missing. I mean, you're missing a big part there, oh, right? I part. mean, it's it's in the end, it's why there's these this constant search, right? Yeah. Like for guys, that's a lot of so times good. for guys, it's searching validation, right? And it's this constant search for validation. Why? Because you're searching in the wrong place. Right. Like you're never going to find the validation you right. need in women, you know. Booze, uh, business, you know, businesses, busyness, Occupation. right? I mean, you're just you're never gonna find no. the validation you need. You'll find it for periods of time, yeah. which we've all I lived this for years, yeah. right? You find it for periods of time, and then it wanes, and you go, "What's wrong with me?" Well, it's this job, it's this boss. That's like good. I'm just, you know, I'm not. It's just, you know, this boss is. They're just, they're just not good. They don't, they don't, they don't have a good vision. They don't have a good purpose. You know, this job isn't paying me enough. Yep. It's not, I'm not growing in this. There's no future in this for me. I got to find a different one. Then it's, you know, oh my gosh, I found the perfect job. This is amazing. Now I'm finally validated Arrived. by this. This is great. And then three years later, you're going, I wish I had this boss. Job. There's no purpose. And, <laughs> right? Right. And the, the amazing thing is, is when we're in the middle of it, we don't go, Man, I feel like I've said this before. <laughs> I feel like I've felt this. I think this I've way. been here before. Have I done this before? I mean, you think, don't think about the think about just about the many relationships that that people go through, right? You know, oh, she isn't the one. 
and then you date another one and well she isn't the one why because you date the same person every single time the majority of time because you're, you're the same person right because you're the same person the common denominator in all of those is right. you right i right. mean in the end right which I, I'm gonna I do. A, which I'm gonna do a yeah. in, the, in the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna do an actual dating, you know, blog or dating podcast here. You know, just just uh, just so people know that. But yeah, it's 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 because why? Because love that type of focus that you're talking about is constantly focused on me and what I'm getting because that's right. why I can blame because it can't be my fault. It's got to right. be my boss. I I had a boss one time, a sales manager way back in the day. And he said, he said to us when he was doing some training, I don't even remember how this applied to work now that I think about it, but he said, listen, if, if you're out in the world and you're interacting with people and everyone else is an a-hole, the a-hole is probably you. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what he said, right? Yeah. And it was, and it, like, I've remembered that. I think that was in like the, yeah. the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Is, is when I had this guy as a boss, yeah. Bill, who was an amazing manager. And, uh. I remember it still. Like, to this day, I remember that. Like, when I start to think, man, everybody here is just an a-hole. I go, man, crap. I'm the a-hole. Right? Well, the, the, Bible actually, the Bible actually calls them factions. Okay. And a faction is when everybody else is wrong except those in your own little group. Right. That's what a faction is. When everybody else is wrong, but you and your four friends know it all. We're right. That's right. That's what that is, uh, which is obviously something that well, it's in Corinthians, and it, you know, what are the things that we, sh- you know, what does sin produce? Right. And that's faction, evil factions. It actually says in some translations. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, uh, but yeah, you know, so that's that's what it is. That's why it's that's why it's outside of or like I say, does not love does not love does not know God. It's because yeah, you, all all that you have on your mind is you. Okay. <laughs> So that, I mean, like I said, that, that verse that's is just, tough. I mean, it's a tough one. It yeah. is, and it's a hard, there are some, I feel like there's some places in the Bible where it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's very specific, and we almost want to just blow past All it right. because it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, and, and we don't want to think of God in absolutes sometimes because we need a way out a lot of times. We need the, unless... You were unless you had a rough childhood, right? Yeah. That's that's my backstory. Is well, you know, he had a rough childhood, so a lot of these things can be excused. It that's not an excuse for me to be an a hole, right? No. And that is where, I mean, we could blow up a whole lot of. We go in the self help section of any bookstore <laughs> right. and just start grenading good Christian theologically sound authors. Right. Who have these theories that are not based off of that? No, right, and that's man. That I mean, I, this is going a whole different direction at this point. But that's yeah. it's interesting to me because I see it a lot, yeah. a lot. The, I just started reading a book, and I'm not going to get into that yet because I'm not sure on it. But that's the exact this morning. This is why we keep saying like this stuff keeps coming up. Just start. I've had the book for for a year and a half. I just started reading it this morning. And I get this feeling inside of me, like, mm, I don't know, man. This feels like it doesn't have love. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't have love, it doesn't have God. And I don't know that I'm ready to, like, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think I might have to pause on that one. Yeah. And I mean, and, and maybe there's more, you know, coming out of it. Maybe there's more to it. I don't know. But 
you know, when I start to feel that way, I immediately go, okay, I'm going to shelf this bad boy right. because that's a good practice. It's dangerous. Oh yeah, very good practice. So. Because that's not renewing my mind. No, it's putting it, that other side of it into my mind, right. which then you're going to find those things always, right? Uh-huh. White car theory. If I start to think now every car is white, you start to not see the red ones yeah. or the black ones or right. the gray. All oh, when I got my white. red focus, all I saw was red cars. Even though it's, there's yeah. not. It's like it's like the old saying, don't think of an elephant. Right. Think about a gray elephant right now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't <laughs> think about a gray elephant right, right. now. Everyone right. knows thinking right. about your a gray, gray elephant. elephant yeah. comes to your brain. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. You know, so... So yeah, I mean, and it, so we talked a little bit about God is love, and then First John four sixteen says we know how much God loves us, yeah. and we have put our trust in His love. We talked a little bit about that. God is love, and all who live in all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. So that goes. That's I mean, it's back to it, right? Yeah. All who live in God, live or in all love. who live in God live in love, and God lives in them. And God lives in them. Yeah. Like that again. That is a. Yeah. This is how it works, yeah. which there are some things in the Bible, and I, I love this part of it because this is where I'm always, you know me, I'm always asking you like, but how do I do this, right? right? Like, I don't care about the flowery language and all this stuff. It's great, cool, Psalms are wonderful, right? But how does this right. work? This is one of those verses where it's like, okay. Yeah. Here's how it works, bud. Here's how it is, right. But it's Very hard, clear. right? Yeah. Very clear. And I mean, the, th- the, the thing that's interesting is we can say it's hard, or at the same time we can get excited. Why? Because when I step out at loving the, being kind to the grumpy waitress at Cub Foods. So is that love? Yes. Being kind to the waitress at Cub Foods. Okay. And see, that's what we can be excited about. Because when I operate out of love towards a person, I know that that's God operating. Right. So think about that for a moment. Hmm. God knows the person I'm operating to. Right. And now I choose to love this person who's grumpy to me. I put God into operation into their life and they don't even know it. Right. Oh, right. How cool is that? Hmm. I mean, how cool is that? You walk away and you don't, you don't know what that did. Right. That smile, that act of kindness. You have no idea the effect that person's going to have when you walk away, but God does. And so if I'm operating out of love, that means I'm operating in God and God's operating in me, out of me, something powerful is going to happen. It has the opportunity to, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the end, it's it's God working. And when God's working, then obviously there's opportunity for yeah. all sorts of things. Right. Oh, yeah. So really... And God knows them best. Right. So right. even what though... We, who knows that? See, this is where I get excited because... That act of kindness towards that person when I didn't have to be kind could have been God's plan all along for that person that day. And he used me at that point. Right. That's why I always say, you know, when you're searching for God's will, you're God's will. Wherever you're at, think about that for a minute. You don't just go to Cub Food to pick up toilet Because it's paper. insignificant. It's insignificant. You're right. actually, that's by design. So if it's by design... Is it an accident that I have a grumpy cash register lady? Right. Probably not. I challenge everyone that's watching that the next time you go somewhere, the next time you go somewhere, on your way there, go, okay, God, what is your plan for this trip of what I'm doing? Whether it's getting together with family, whether it's going to the gas station, whether it's going to the store. Okay, God, if this is on purpose and this is part of the plan you have for me is to go to this Target store today, help me to see what you're doing. Do something. Yeah, help me to see something here happen. Right. 
your attitude's going to be different. You may have a grump. You may be totally pissed off at your neighbor for right. dog pooping in your yard. And you go on the target to get a pooper scooper. Right? But if you go in there like, my stupid neighbor, right. I can't stand it, I want to kill that dog. Not great, do that. Or you can go in there going, okay, God, what if this isn't about me or my neighbor? Or the pooper scooper. Or the pooper right, scooper. Yeah. Think about the... I gotta start doing this too. Thinking about that, the muster retreat that you went to, where people were like, "God, is there something here that you have for me?" I want, like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like every time I go to a store, and I'm, I've been meaning to, but I haven't. Yeah. On it, if I'm gonna be honest. So, but, yeah, taking it even to that level, where it's like, "Is there something else here?" Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> but, so yeah. So what we so to kind of bring it back is you know we yeah. were talking about that God is love, that God this one operates. <laughs> And then, so if God is love, then what is love? Right. Right. Yeah, that's, that was kind of a question we posed last week a little bit, and we kind of touched on a little bit, but we missed a pretty big portion. Yeah. I shouldn't say we missed. We, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. But there's more. Right. So, so if God is love, then my first, our first question is, okay, God, well, what does love look like? Right. Well, then Which you, you go, said, love is kindness. Yeah. Some of the things that you said. But so you go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, because once again, this is black and white. It's not saying it might be. It's not saying it's saying it says love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not. So boast, let's let's like it is not proud. We, I think we need to take this. Uh, you slow down there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're flying through big words. Right. I mean, these are not. We could say that, right? It's patient. Because I want, it's kind, actually, I want to read. Through okay, this. go ahead. For I'll let you read. And then we're going to go back. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But love is the, every time you say these words, I'm like, oh my gosh! Do you realize what that? <laughs> says right does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres love never fails right love never fails and you're right when you read those you know those are some pretty hefty. Well, I always say to my kids, right? Like I don't, and then I and I do this, right? So this is something that I say, but I'm not good at yet. Is I don't like to use the words always and never. Yeah. Because when I do, I'm rarely correct. Right. right? When I say, "Hey, you always do this," yeah. I'm rarely correct because they don't always. You always leave the toilet seat up. They don't always. So at some point, they can go, "No, right. last Tuesday okay. I didn't. I put it down." So that ends that. And so, therefore, you are wrong in, right. in the entirety of what you just said. Right. Even though it could be the only day of the whole year that they put the toilet seat down, right. they did it once, and so now everything that I've said is gone. Right. Never is another one. I never do this. Yes, you did. Three years ago, on this day, you did that, so now everything that you said is not valid. It's not true. Because right. you, you said all... So I all this verse uses always and never. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so the, the one way that you can take this verse, that if God is love and love is God, then this is how God operates towards us. Right. And always this is how we've hopes. been instructed to operate towards right. others. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. Always hopes. All He's always persevering towards us. He's all, I mean, so that's one way you can look at this, is this is how God approaches the human race mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Right? But love is patient. What? Okay, what does that mean? It's, right? 
this is also how when we say hey we are to love others like right. th- this is a steep it's easy to say that because mm-hmm. I think most of us go oh yeah it's having this feeling of love and being loving in a general sense right I'm a loving person right I'm a good person right how many people do you have here's like Jeffrey Dahmer's like no I'm a good person you're like you eat people dude you're not a good person right, right? like but he probably thinks in some ways he's a good person right or thought and what he's doing is right right so this is absolutes like it's but but this is how you really should be judging yourself right. and the word love right patience right, right? or sorry go ahead now I'm yeah done that's so so let's break these words down yeah a little yeah. bit because we kind of need to know what yeah. these mean because love is patient so basically what that's saying is love suffers long having patience with imperfect people i mean right what does that mean that means that i am going to be patient with those that are imperfect towards me, that I'm going to suffer. That you have to suffer. I'm going right. to suffer right. because I don't. I want to go 75 miles per hour behind the person that's doing 25 because there's a little snow on the ground. Right. Minnesotans, you should know how to drive in winter. <laughs> you know, right? But I've got to be patient because it may be an old lady that can't see very well. Or a person might just not want to drive that fast. And a person might not drive that fast. So I am suffering car, right? doing 40 when I want to be doing 80 right that's basically being patient it's suffering long so if you have to suffer in patience with someone that's not a negative thing no but what about the school of thought that if someone is hurting you then that person that's not love that person needs to that person needs to go okay you got to cut them out and move on with life not according to this because it says (laughs) Having patience, that with, having patience with imperfect people. Which, by the way, I'm imperfect. Right. So that means I should be able to have patience with myself. Yourself. Right. Right. Which is probably the hardest one oh, for yeah. a lot of people. Right. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, so that's love is suffers long. So when you think about being patient for somebody, it's going to take suffering. It just is. Right. And then I love this. Love yeah, is kind. Right. Okay. Well, being kind, what is that? Active in doing good. You're consistently active in doing good. So, yeah, again, that, that word active makes it a whole new meaning, right? Like, not only am I just kind, but I have to actually actively be kind. Actively be kind. I have to be looking for ways to express kindness. Right. Gosh, that's just, I mean, it puts a whole new meaning on the word. <laughs> so, active in doing good. Then this one is crazy. Love does not envy. Yeah, envy is a word that I think we all have a definition in our mind, right? Like envy would be, like, I want something that you have almost mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I, my neighbor just bought a new truck and I'm going, crap, I wish I had a new truck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, which you see all the time. Someone gets a new lawnmower, the next neighbor oh, gets a new lawnmower. Right, and yeah. I've been in communities like that. Unless you live in my neighborhood. Yeah, no, I don't care. Then you steal the lawnmower. Uh, no, but, no, I just don't. No. I just don't care. But so, what's that break down to? Since it is, uh, since love is non-possessive and non-competitive, it actually wants other people to get ahead. Right. So you, you should be happy about that. Like, yeah, oh my, my gosh, I'm, look at that guy got a new truck. That's yeah. cool for them. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's why Paul says. Like, that's why Paul says. You said like in the Ten Commandments, like you said, do not covet. Right. He's like, the, the Bible actually says, he says, that slew me. 
In other words, you don't want me to want what other people have? I can't covet? Right. Oh my gosh. All the rest of them do not kill, do not steal. I can handle that, but whoa. Right. Don't envy, don't want what others have because I don't have them. And then start to think bad about them because they got something that I don't have. Yeah. Non-possessive and not, it actually wants other people to get ahead. Hence, it does not parade itself. Mm. It's not about me. Right. You know, I, though some people do get in that truck and look at everybody else and go, yeah, I bet you wish you had this. Right. 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 Uh, but you don't. I do. Oh, man. It's a big house. So, the, yeah, the, again, it's not wrong to have the new truck. Right. It's just, you know, again, you, you can be you can be okay working hard and having yes. a payoff for the hard work that you have. It's, again, want, like, hey, I, I got a new truck. I want you to have one, too. Right. You know, oh, you like this? Let me show it to you. Let me, yeah. let, let me explain to you how I got it. Maybe I can help you do your budget. Yeah. Show you how I got to this point to be able to afford this, right? I mean, there is a way. It's not like the old, you know, you have to be live in rags and no. give away all your possessions. Right. That's not what that means. No. It's the mindset. And it's not even stuff as much as the way that you approach other people. Again, the idea of that we're talking about love. And so this is the idea of the way that you interact with other people. Yeah. Like, I am not going to try to put myself above you. Right. I am going to try to, I want you to be above me, actually. Yeah. I got the, I, you know, I, for instance, I got the new truck. I actually got a new truck years ago. Mm -hmm. You probably remember the GMC I bought years ago. Yep. Oh, yeah. Brand new, right? My next, my neighbor across the street needed to move a, a pull-out couch bed, mm -hmm. right? Brand new. This is three days old, right? Of course, I offered it to him when I when he saw that hey you got a new truck. I said, well, if you ever need it, if you ever need it for anything, if you ever need something moved or whatever, I'd love to help out or I can definitely borrow it to you. Okay, I want others to, be, to get ahead. So he came up to me and he says, actually, I need to have this pull-out couch moved. I'm like, sweet, let's do it. Because I'm just bringing it over to my his grandparents' house or something like that. I can't remember which was like ten miles down the road or whatever. So we lifted this 800-pound couch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you ever picked up. Oh, a, yeah. <laughs> a pull-out couch. Oh, so they're made they're, out of concrete. Oh, my gosh. They're heavy. And so we get it up into the bed, and he pushes it, and what do you hear? Oh, yeah. And in me, I'm like, no <laughs> way. And I didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Brought it to this place, unloaded, and it was like a three-foot-long gouge oh. out of my freshly painted, brand-new, black GMC pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that story up because all I brought was hatred to my mind. <laughs> but, I, you know, all I saw in that truck from that day forward was, was that scratch. scratch. Right. You know, which constantly yeah. reminded me of the thing that I tried to be nice to and ended up wrecking my truck, supposedly. But, but still. But did it? I mean, how no, well did, did that truck perform as a truck with For many scratch? Years. Right? right. I mean, exactly. in the end, I used to get a new vehicle every few years. Yeah. Same thing. Because it was like, well, I need a new one. Right. Because this one's got... Now... It's the exact opposite. Now I'm like, I wonder how long I could keep this one going. Right. Like now it's almost like a, I kind of want to, like I just kind of want to see how far I can take yeah. this. Yeah. Right? And my truck's not old. It's not, there's nothing wrong with my truck. I'm trying to break the 300,000 mark. But so. yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I think it would be, now I think it would be cool to do that yeah. because I don't place value in it. Right. It still performs fine as a truck. Right. So why do I care what right. it looks like? 
And like I say, if, if you want the, if you if you get a brand new truck, when you get a brand new truck, it's non-possessive and non-competitive, and you actually want other people to get ahead. So do you offer it up to people? If someone needed to move something, would you give them that truck to move something? You know, and that type of thing. I mean, instead of saying, "Well, I got a truck, too bad, so sad." I do this at myself. work. Like I, I constantly, I have people. So I have a pretty big team at my work of people that work under me, and they're often leaving to go to other teams within our company. And I get my my boss is always like, "Hey, how do we keep people on this team?" And I'm like, "I don't want them to be." Like I, I want I want them to be if they want to be here, but if I can train up people that then move on to bigger and better things yeah. for them, that's a win for me, that's you know. Right. And and for my boss, he's like, no, it's not because then we have to start over, we have to hire new people, we have to train them again. It's this, it costs more money. It's this whole process. And I'm like, yeah, but for them as a person, right. it's it's a good thing. Right. And so that's actually one of my missions for I. So I just decided to make it a goal and a mission for my team, because then when he says, "Well, you know, this costs more money," I say, "Yeah, but it's one of our it's one of our goals." Yeah. And so I'm just accomplishing our goals, right. and he's like, "Well, okay." So so, so well, I've turned it around to become something that's a positive, you right. know, in the whole wanting other people to get ahead, right? Right. Because that's the point. I mean, a great example is if you're working for a company for five years. And somebody comes and you know is, is brand new there. They've been working there for a year, and also the promotion comes to a new department or whatever, and that person gets it, and you don't. Right? Are you going to be happy? Right. And are so you, are, you like, be, no, are you going to be are you going to be happy with the fact that be? this other person you you be more happy that someone else? I mean, obviously, you're going to have the feelings and emotions of you wish you had that. Right. I'm not saying you can ignore that, but can you get your heart? Is it operating out of the love of God, which would say, and "Good how, for you. I'm so glad that you got this promotion." And how do you look at that? To me. The way that I, you know, the, again, you have two choices. You're at a crossroads when that comes up as to how you choose to look at it. Yeah. I'm upset that this person got this promotion over me or I wasn't ready for this promotion and I didn't put my best foot forward. And so this is on me. Yeah. Like I need to now go after the reasons why I, I didn't get yeah. it. And instead of clomping this person down to right. put me on top... I need to work harder to get myself to a place where it makes sense for me to get the promotion next time. Yeah. You have a choice as to which path oh, yeah. to take there. And so many people take the, I need to clomp on these other people right. to get ahead yeah. path, and that's destructive. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you may get the promotion next time, yeah. but you don't, personally... You didn't make yourself better to get there. Right. Personally, you made yourself well, worse to right. get there. And and we can talk about this for a long time because I mean the attitude of, I deserve it. Right. 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 Um, the attitude of I and mean, when people come up to me and say, you know, I, I want to be a pastor, or when people come up to me and they they're struggling at their job, and they're they're wanting that promotion or whatever the case be. My my first thing to say to them was, are you acting and doing what deserves a promotion? Right.